Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. Are you ready for the word today? Yes, yes, yes. You know, this past Thursday evening, we were again confronted with the truth that life is passing us by. 2021. I remember, I'm sure most of you remember, all of the pending calamity and the prognosticators that were talking about the things that were going to happen when Y2K came around. Man, does that seem like 21 years ago? It seems like yesterday, man, that I, I can remember that as vividly as anything, and it just seems like yesterday that people were all in an uproar because once the clock struck midnight on January 1st of, 20, of 2000, planes were going to fall out of the sky. The banking industry was going to crash. Everything that could go wrong was going to go wrong all at one time because we live in a world that is controlled by computers and it was all going to shut down because none of the algorithms and all of the software, none of it was written to be capable of handling such a huge number as the year 2000. So here we are 21 years later, the world's still turning, God is still on the throne, we're still conducting business under the covering of His grace, amen. Come on somebody, if you're covered by grace today, would you shout it out? Would you just shout it out today and say, thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your enduring favor. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. But we were confronted Thursday evening with the fact, with the passage of time, that life is passing us by. We, are, we were again confronted with the truth that time is not going to wait for us. And I want to encourage you at the onset of a new year, that nobody's going to call a time out just because there's hardship in the world. Nobody's going to call a time out and say, hey, let's just let time stop for a few minutes until we can get some things settled out, until the dust can settle and we can get some things clear. Nobody's going to call time out and say, let's wait until everybody can get vaccinated. Let's wait until we get this virus under control. Nobody's calling time out. And today, January 3rd, 2021, I want to tell you that you are living in your season of opportunity. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world around us. It doesn't matter the hardships that we're facing or the difficulties that we're navigating through. Today is your season of opportunity. Nobody's going to call time out and say, let's wait until situations and circumstances are more favorable for you to pursue God's call and God's will and God's purpose and God's agenda for your life. Today is the day. Today is the day, this is the hour, whatever your age, this is your time to do what God has intended for this season of your life. 
Certainly there have been times in this past year that have made it easy or even reasonable to simply coast through life and just let off the gas and just abide and just hunker down and hang on and all those things that we say. But I have a word for you in 2021, however, and that is this, that anybody can do nothing. Anybody can do nothing. But greatness takes hard work and discipline and dedication. And you and I, beloved, were not called to be ordinary. We were not called to do ordinary. That doesn't mean that you're above anybody else. That doesn't mean that certain tasks are beneath us. It simply means that as Christians, our lives are to be extraordinary. Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and have it average. No. Abundantly. Extraordinary. Extravagantly. You and I weren't called to do ordinary. But you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. I want to tell you today, church, when you're walking down the street, when you walk into that workplace, when you walk and you're interacting with your family members, there ought to be something about your life that carries the sweet fragrance of the presence of God and testifies of the blessing and favor of God in your life understand that I've left off the qualifications and all of the all of the little things that we like to attach that circumstances need to be right and situations need to be aligned no 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 it doesn't matter whether everything's going your way or not you can still walk in the blessing and the anointing and the favor of God regardless And I want to ask you something today at the onset of this year. It seems like a good time. We like to set goals. We call them resolutions. We resolve to do certain things in the new year. Basically what that means is that we've looked back over the past year with regret. I mean, let's just be honest. It, it sounds more flowery to say we're making New Year's resolutions, but the truth of the matter is the thing that has prompted you, if you've ever been in one of those business meetings where they're getting ready to make an amendment to something, there's a whole list of things that say whereas, and whereas, and whereas, and whereas, and therefore be it resolved. Now, you don't get all into the legal of it in your own mind and in your own heart, but you follow the same processes. Whereas, I don't like what I see when I look in the mirror. Whereas, I'm not as accomplished as I thought I'd be at this point in my life. Whereas, I'm not where I think I need to be in order to get what I want. Therefore, be it resolved that with the magic stroke of midnight... Everything's going to line up and everything's going to change and the way is going to be paved and I'm just going to walk in victory to my resolved destination, my intended end. Amen. 
<laughs> I want to ask you today, what is your goal in this life? Does it honor God or is it selfish? Is it bigger than your ability to attain it? Do you want something today that you realize that apart from the anointing and the power of God, you'll never attain it? If you don't want something, if you're not hungry for something, if you're not believing for something that is outside of your capabilities as a human being, then I'm here today to tell you that you're not dreaming big enough. You're not believing big enough. Because if you can achieve it, you don't need God. And I'm telling you that God's plan for your life certainly involves his interaction in your life. His involvement in your life. And if you're not dreaming so big that there's no way that you could get it by yourself, then you're not dreaming big enough. If you're not dreaming dreams that honor God and show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness, then you're not dreaming the right way. But if these two are answered correctly, then the vision for your life has, has been given to you by God. I am a firm believer that there are a lot of people, and you say, Pastor, why are you talking about this? I'm talking about this because I believe that there are a lot of people who don't know what they expect out of this life. Most of the time, these people are very unsatisfied, and they don't know why. This type of person is like the song that says they're just waiting for the world to change. They see no need to change themselves, to develop new disciplines, to learn new skills, to exert new energies. The world around them just needs to shape up. If, if everybody around me would begin to behave appropriately, if, if things weren't so difficult, if times weren't so hard, then maybe I could have what I need. They're not happy and they're not exactly sure what it is they're looking for, but it hasn't happened to them yet. They're looking for some cosmic alignment to make them happy. They're expecting a change in circumstance, situation, or location to suddenly happen one day. Like the changing of the calendar from one year to the next and afford them happiness that they've never known before. I want to tell you something today. Your situation does not define you. 2020 didn't define you. Now, I've got to tell you something. I don't know what you think about it, but I'm going to tell you what I think about it, because I have the microphone. I've just about heard enough people say, well, good riddance to 2020. As if something magic was going to happen at the stroke of midnight, and all of a sudden, all of the trouble and the calamity of life was just going to vanish away. Can I tell you, there are still people suffering and dying from, a, from an illness, from a virus that's, that's plaguing our land. Can I tell you today that you didn't get more handsome or more wealthy or more beautiful just because the clock struck midnight? 
Can I tell you that when you go back to work on Monday morning, that curmudgeonly boss you work for is still going to be the same curmudgeon that he was in 2020. Nothing changed. But can I tell you something that needs to change? It's not the world around us, but it's what's inside us. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you're waiting for the world to change before you can ever walk in victory, you'll never take one step outside the realm of defeat. You'll live under the pressure and the oppression of defeat. You'll never taste the sweet taste of victory. But when you come to a place that you can say, greater is he that is in me than he that's in this messed up, mixed up, troublesome world, then you're going to see a victory. Then you're going to see a victory. Hmm. I, I believe there, let me move on. <coughs> it's not always the case, but sometimes you, defend, you define your situation. And sometimes your situation is waiting for you to change. I also believe there are a lot of people who have no expectation at all from this life. These are those who have allowed where they are to define who they are. They expect nothing more than what they've got or where they are in life because they are resigned to the fact that life has assigned them an address and that's just where they'll live all the days of their lives. For these people, life is just going to pass by and all things about their existence will just perpetuate themselves until the end. Let me give you a couple of examples. You were born broke. Your mama and daddy were broke. You've been broke all your life, so you're just going to be broke. The world says that you'll always have payments. It's just the American way. So you've buried yourself in debt, and you just sit contently drowning in debt because after all, where you are is who you've become satisfied to be. Never mind the fact, and it has not occurred to you, that God has given you the power to get wealth, Deuteronomy 8.18. He has created you to be industrious and to work and exercise stewardship over what you've been given that you might be freed from your poverty. It has not occurred to you that God has a plan for your life to prosper you, Jeremiah 29, 11. It may not be this, to the same extent that he does someone else. It may not be to the same, at the same speed, but God has a plan. Another example is maybe you were abused as a child. I hope you're sharing this message because I'm going to tell you somebody is going to see this word online that needs to hear this next piece. So if you got a moment right now, just go ahead and click that share button because somebody needs to hear what I'm about to say. Some people were abused as children, maybe not physically, but emotionally, mentally, or spiritually, meaning that your dreams were dashed to pieces, your value and your worth were degraded and downplayed because of the carelessness of someone else. 
And as you've grown older, you've found that you keep entering relationships where you're abused, cheated on, maligned, or mistreated over and over again. You find that you've positioned yourself in this way and you're not sure why it keeps happening to you, but it does. And somehow the devil has lied to you and had you believe that all you, that's all you should expect out of life. You don't expect anything less, but nevertheless, when things get just so bad, you're going to move on down the line and you're going to start the process all over again because even though you don't expect anything better, you do know that you don't want the abuse in your life and you're sure that you don't want to be alone. You've never stopped for a minute to consider that God has someone for you. If you'd stop looking under every rock, nook, and cranny and every place that you know you don't have any business looking for just anybody, God has a somebody for you. And if you just wait a minute and trust not only the will of God but the timing of God, your somebody would appear. You've had a word spoken over you that you'll never amount to anything. And this I can tell you, as long as you're willing to accept that word, you won't. But I want to challenge you today that God has a plan for your life and you need to tap into it because you are perishing for the lack of vision concerning your own life. I further believe that there are those, there are some whose goals in this life are simply defined by the achievements and the acquisitions of other people. In other words, they don't know what they want until they see somebody else with it. And then they'll get upset every time they see someone else advancing in life. They'll get upset when they see someone else get a spiritual blessing. And all they want is just to keep up, but they have no idea what God is wanting and waiting to give them for their lives. There are also those in this group who have failed to realize that what others have most of the time didn't fall out of their lap, fall out of the sky and into their laps. They have yet to come to the realization that what someone else has accomplished in this life is most often the fruit of the realization of goals or dreams in their hearts. And because of that vision, they made a conscious, everyday decisions and they sacrificed and they worked to attain. There are people in this world for whom opportunity is not, but they didn't simply open the door. They got up, they put their boots on, they went to work, they got in their prayer closet and they prayed until heaven came down. God didn't just simply pour out blessing and favor, but they sought the Lord. And whether you've realized it or not, God has a plan for your life in whatever stage of life you are in. David was a young man when he killed Goliath. Joseph was a young man when he was made second in command over Egypt. Moses was an old man when he led the Israelites out of captivity. And Sarah was an old lady when she gave birth to Isaac. But I want to tell you something today. If you're drawing breath, God has a purpose for you and God has a plan for your life. And you need to pursue it. You and I. We need to pursue the plan and the agenda of of God's purpose for our lives. Once you've decided what it is that you want out of this life, what it is that you desire, then you need to pursue it with a singular focus. Now, don't get confused here. 
I'm not saying that we need to forsake obligation. We need to retain God as the priority of our lives before all others and be sure that our pursuits are His will for our lives. Some people get so focused on what they want out of this life that they fail to honor the God who gave them this life. My God, I can't tell you the number of people that I know that have prayed to have a baby and prayed to have a baby and prayed to have a baby and prayed to have a baby. God grants them the favor to have a baby and all of a sudden they can't they can't minister before the Lord anymore. They can't be faithful to the house of God anymore. They can't do anything anymore for the Lord because of the blessing and the favor that the Lord has bestowed upon them. I can't tell you the people that I've seen in church that prayed and prayed and sought the Lord. God, let us have a house. Let us get that house. Oh God, if you just provide us with a house. Oh Lord God, if you would just they paid their tithe, they were faithful to God because they thought God was some kind of slot machine that if they put enough coin in and they pulled the handle enough times, sooner or later they'd get what they want and once they get it, they're gone and you never see them anymore. That was a side note. But I am saying that you need not forsake your obligations. Be a mother, be a father to your children. Be a wife, be a husband to your spouse. Be a model employee at the workplace. I'm not saying that we can't have more than one goal for we have sectors in our lives and God's vision for your life will be multifaceted. You'll have personal goals, you'll have relational goals, you'll have professional goals, you'll have spiritual goals. But, and I am saying though that there are too many people in this world whose interests are too varied. Their lives don't have any direction but they're just happily going wherever their directionless life takes them. And the sad reality is at life's end when we're confronted with the startling reality that our time is spent we'll realize that we've squandered most of our precious most precious commodity and with it we've only purchased for ourselves the regrets of what might have been I'm going to tell you something my greatest fear in this life is standing before Jesus and him showing me what might have been if only I'd been obedient. If only I hadn't been too busy, too consumed, too carried away with the cares of this life. David wrote in the Psalms, and he said one thing. One thing have I desired, and that will I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. David knew what he wanted out of this life. Consequently, he's also identified in the word as a man after God's own heart, and he didn't get there by accident. He got there because the, he sought and he desired one thing, and that was to be in right relationship with his Lord and to spend time in the presence of God. 
Church, let me encourage you with something today. Wherever you are watching online, I want to tell you something, that that the things going on in this world have no weight or no bearing against the plan and the purpose of God for your life. Whatever it is that he's calling you to, pursue it with everything that you have. Read a book. Take a class. Do what you need to do. I want to be a better pastor. I read books on pastoring. I want to be a better prayer warrior. I just finished a book wherein the author showed wonderful insights and wisdom concerning the principles and the power of intercessory prayer and receiving God's blessings through prayer. I want to be a better leader, so I read books on leadership principles. Always keep God first. But after the priorities are established in your life, work hard, develop knowledge, marketable skills, whatever is needed to get that promotion, to have the new opportunity, or for that door to open for you. I was reminded this week in preparation of this message of several scriptures we read that state, quote, and the Spirit of the Lord was upon them to fill in the blank. And the Spirit of the Lord was upon them. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you with specific giftings and talents and for a specific purpose. I'm telling you today, church, it doesn't matter who's in the White House. You understand me. It doesn't matter who is controlling the Senate. My God still runs this world. Don't you misunderstand it. Are those things important? Yes, they are, I suppose. But I want to tell you something today. In the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. He wasn't impotent. He wasn't blind, he wasn't deaf, he wasn't powerless, but he was high and lifted up, and he still is. Stir up that gift that's within you. Paul wrote to the church and said, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I want to tell you something today, church. God has great things ahead for you. Don't weep over yesterday. Don't mourn over the bygones. Don't let regret hold you back. I'm telling you that God has a glorious future for you. God has a great big tomorrow out in front of you as long as he tarries his coming, as long as this world keeps turning. God will have a great future for you. Hmm. Listen, once you've found that vision, don't exchange it. We live in a world filled with distractions. I don't believe there's ever been a time when the abundance of things to distract us from our focus has ever been greater. We are a generation of people who have trouble walking down the sidewalk for being distracted by what's in our hands. Can I just tell you one more thing, too? If I'm going to stop my car and wait for you to walk across the parking lot, for the love of God, put your phone down and walk across the parking lot and get out of my way. 
Does it, I'm waiting and people are just... Oh, jeez, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I said that. Forgive me, Lord. I can tell you that I have to consider on a near daily basis what things are in front of me to distract me from my goals and what things sincerely need my attention. Listen, the noise is all about us. So many things are calling out for our attention and many of us need to learn when to answer and when to turn a deaf ear. When there are those around you who consistently and constantly causing, are causing drama, they don't want to do anything to improve their lives, so they just constantly pull you into their mess. You don't have time for that. I get really tired of people who bash modern technology as if it's something of absolute evil. It's like anything else. It can be used for good or for evil. It can help you to be productive or it can hinder you. Personally, I can tell you, when I'm, on a, when I'm called upon for a long car trip and I'm riding with a device that's about a half a pound, I'm able to carry a complete library's worth of resources. And with that same device I put in my earphones, I listen to instrumental hymns and study the Bible and compile Bible study notes. And if given enough time, produce a corresponding PowerPoint with all the same device. And then I don't call that corruptive or destructive. I call that redeeming the time. But you've got to decide if you're going to be productive or if you're going to scroll Facebook mindlessly for three hours. Listen to me. Let me hasten to add this, however. If you find yourself at a place in your life that you're not really living your own life, but you're existing vicariously through the experiences of your Facebook friends, you might be distracted. If you're at a place where the accomplishments that others post or boast even causes you to be unsettled, jealous, or defensive, you might need to step away. It has become a tool in the hand of the devil to distract you. There will be emergencies. There will be letdowns and disappointments. There will be setbacks. There will be a lot of things that seem too good to be true, and the reality is that they probably are. All of these things exist simply to cause you to exchange your goals for a quick fix and an easy way out. Or worse, to concede defeat and cause, your, cause you to cower back from your goals. But in Jesus' name today, I tell you to press on. Press on. Press on. Don't exchange the time you've been given to be prosperous for drama and meaningless activity that leads to the idleness of your mind. Don't settle for less than the greatness that God has birthed in your heart. I want to invite you to stand. And I want to ask you today, what is your goal? What are you expecting God for in 2021? What are you looking to Him for? What kind of blessing are you believing for? What kind of breakthrough are you believing for? Then believe for it. Pursue it. Go after God with your whole heart. And don't be distracted by situation and circumstance. Don't be distracted by so many things and the noise of this world that's vying for your attention. Do you want to be debt free? Do it. You say, well, pastor, that's hard. Well, it's hard being broke, too. Do you want to be healthy? Do it. And you say, well, pastor, that's hard. Well, so is being unhealthy. 
Do you want a better marriage? Go for it. Do you want to be a better parent? Pursue it. Do you want to be more prosperous? Get after it. Believe God. Do you want to be a more devoted disciple of the Lord? By all means, do it. Do it. And listen, let me, let me just add this and then we'll close. It's January 3rd. January 3rd. Some of you have already broken your New Year's resolution. Who laughed? <laughs> and you've already started for 2022. And you're writing, whereas... Whereas I didn't quite make it three days in 2021. And whereas I feel so worthless. And whereas I feel like such a failure. And whereas I knew I could never overcome the obstacles that I had been facing. And whereas I really don't believe that I can ever break through, I don't ever believe, I never did believe that I could really break free. And you've already started with all the list and the line of reasonings as to why it can't happen for you in 2021. And well, you're just waiting for the magic of 2022. 362 days away but you're going to wait it out I want to encourage you people of God the power of God is not contingent upon the magic of the calendar or any other terms or conditions imposed by this life's experiences When we say that God is able, what we mean is that He is able, void of terms and conditions imposed by this world or the impossibilities that present themselves in the natural realm. He's the God of miracles. And I want to encourage you today that God wants you to see extraordinary things in 2021. Things that you have resolved now for years. Breakthroughs that you've been praying for and believing for for years. Achievements that you've been trusting and just kind of semi-trusting for years. God wants you to understand today that there's no magic in the calendar and that he's not bound by time or space but he is able to invade your world 
if you just pursue him put him first consider the sparrows neither sow nor toil but our heavenly father feeds them consider the grass of the field that is here today and tomorrow it's cut down and if God so feeds the birds of the air and clothes the grass of the field how much more is he going to care for you so here's a resolution for you seek you first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you don't you love that you know we could do that same thing with Matthew 6 we could write whereas whereas God feeds the little birds and whereas God clothes the grass of the field therefore let it be resolved that we will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness believing that all these other things are going to be added to us I'm telling you today church those of you that are seated here our church family that's at home today this is the year of the favor of God this is the year of God's blessing this is the season this is the time I don't care if you've already blown it in 2021. Get up! Keep on! Press on! Go forward in Jesus' name. Father, God, as I look across this congregation today, and Lord, I consider in my mind those that are watching at home, God, what I see in my spirit is potential. 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 That we would have a, a recounting of Hebrews 11 all over again in this generation. That God, we would see healings and restorations we would see breakthroughs and revivals like we've never seen before we would see restoration of broken families we would see healing of broken hearts and fractured minds as we pursue you in this new season this brand new chapter of life God, we've got to decide what we really want. <laughs> and whereas I can't even walk without you holding my hand, and whereas there is bound up in my spirit dreams and visions goals and expectations that so far outpace my own abilities and whereas I am weak 
but your strength is made perfect in my weakness. Therefore, be it resolved that in this new year, I pursue, I resolve to pursue you with everything that I have. With the belief and an earnest expectation that you're going to move in my life in ways like never before. Oh God, grant it. Oh God, grant it in the life of everyone that is in this room today and those that are watching online. God, let us look back over this season, this chapter of life, and say, look what the Lord has done. He moved mightily. He triumphed over the adversary. He prospered us. He restored broken things in my life. He healed my mind. He delivered me from things that have been plaguing me my, my entire life. From the abuses of yesterday, I've been freed. And Lord, we thank you for it. In the strong and mighty name of Jesus. Church, look at me. Look at me. God loves you. He has not forgotten you. And he has not forsaken you. And he does have a plan for you and a purpose for your life. I want to encourage you as you are resolving so many things in your life today. Resolve with the fervent tenacity to see God move in your life this year. And I believe that He is. I believe, I believe that God is about to do things. Oh, Jesus. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? I believe, I believe that God is getting ready to pour out His Spirit. But we've got to be ready. We've got to be prepared to receive, and you need to understand, just like the illustration in the sermon, it ain't going to fall out of heaven in your lap. But it's going to come to those that have been seeking and searching and longing and hungering for the things of God. Pursue Him. What do you want in 2021? I want more of God. I want His blessing and His favor. I, I want what God wants in this year. And we need to pursue it. Amen? We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.